Hello, this is Corinne Latigra. Welcome to my new podcast on Anchor called Power in Pounders. This podcast will feature drummers from various musical genres on how they started playing drums. Also, I will be interviewing bands and solo artists, what they've been creating during this pandemic and the new normal with virtual concerts. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. I'm just going to hit record and we're just going to run with it, man. All right. So don't worry about it. I'll get more in the camera here. Yep. All right, hi, this is uh, Coran Integra. We are here at the Messiah Conference here. Um, it is Saturday, and um, we are done actually playing. And uh, just He's met, done. I'm I got done. two sets tonight. <laughs> he still has a couple of other, song, <laughs> couple other sets to do, so his muscles, I got to see these muscles here, guys? Got to close it out tonight. <laughs> yep. Close it out tonight. This is my friend, uh, Josh. Now, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm going to let him do it. It's Itesku. Uh, it's, it's a Romanian Tesco. last name. Yep. Tesco. Tesco. Say that about 50 times fast, you know. Yep. So um, I just met him yesterday, I think, and um, we talked a little bit about drums. And so I just wanted him to give me the opportunity to share uh, his experience in drumming and, and everything. So just go for it, man. Just tell everybody how you got started and, um, you know, where you are and the bands you played in. And, you know, uh, any instructions that you can give young drummers and up-and-coming drummers, so have at it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, it's been a journey, and that's really what drumming is, music in general, you know, just a lifelong passion. And uh, so it kind of started out with my parents. They started me um, with piano lessons at a young age, mm -hmm. and then once I reached maybe age seven, they saw I was really fidgety tapping all the yeah, time and yeah. everything so playing on the trash cans um, <laughs> but you know they, they allowed me to choose what instrument i wanted to do and yeah. i said drums yeah. you know had to do it so started lessons you know taking drum lessons at around age eight okay. and took lessons for maybe 10 years up yeah. all up all through high school okay loved yeah. it um you know was getting into the snare drum stuff and uh so that was all good and then I was playing worship bands a lot. So yeah, I, I yeah. went to a Messianic congregation as okay. well growing up. That's Yeshua in Philadelphia. Yeah. So they he's have from a, Philly. Yep. He's a home, he's a home, homegrown guy. Yeah, man. Go Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I know they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. No, that was awesome. I hate New England, man. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we won't. <laughs> I'm a Packer guy, but okay. <laughs> so, so I grew up playing at, the, at that congregation, and they have a really good culture of music there. And it's really um, prophetic, open and free. You know, they just they 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 have songs, but you never know where that song is going to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's how the culture is there. Yeah. A lot of good musicians. I learned under Greg Silverman for a while, yeah. Doctor Greg Silverman, who is uh, a conductor, and he was a worship leader at our congregation, mm -hmm. and really taught everyone a lot. Um, so I definitely owe a lot to him as well. And um, he got gave you guys that foundation, exactly, you know, and, and how you get started and, and where you go from there. Exactly, exactly. So, for, so from there, pretty much, um, got really, really into into drumming um, right after college. Just, it's just so much fun. There's so the depth of it. There's just so much to learn, and it's just there's nothing like it when you're up there playing drums, you know. And, yeah. And when you're playing for you know for God's glory and everything too, it's yeah. It makes it that much better yeah. and, and that much more at peace. And that, you know, and that's the thing. It's like when he's when he's called you to. A, a, a ministry, you know, and, and you fulfill that. All your training and everything, he just kind of molds it and shapes it and develops it to where he wants you to be. And, and exactly. I, I know that from, from 
personal experience. Right. You know. So what what bands are you in now? So I'm playing. Uh, last night we played with the Klezmeranians here. It's Klezmer music. For those of you that don't know, it's a uh, uh, Eastern European type of music, so I call it Jewish party music. <laughs> so it's uh, an accordion, a clarinet, a violin, and it's really fast. We call it umpa, two-beat music, umpa, umpa. So um, we do a lot of that. So I play in that band, and that that band really allows for a lot of creativity yeah, too. Yeah. You know, we go we get into a lot of different, you know, klezmer fusion too. Mm. We'll add in, you know, some funk, or we'll add yeah. in some rock and or jazz or. Um, you know, bluegrass type of sounds yeah. to it. And so that's a really fun band to play in. Been playing in that band for probably six, seven years now. Okay. Okay. So we so we go, you know, we probably tour once a year um, overseas, just, okay. one, just once. Where, where so, do you guys go overseas? So we've been to Mexico City, okay. been to Kiev, yeah. we're going to, um, we're going back to Mexico City actually, okay. and then potentially Cuba. So it's, it's through the Jewish Voice Ministries outreach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. It's a it's a great program. Are you guys well so, known in these parts of the world. We were, uh, what'd you say? Well known. Well known. Uh, by the end. Yeah. By the end, yeah. we weren't. Okay. I, there, there was like like you were saying, like the um, the acceptance was was amazing. Like everyone yeah. loved it. Everyone yeah. got really into it, and they yeah. really respected the musicians. So yeah. we were talking yeah. about that earlier, and that was yeah, really great. Yeah, it, it, it does seem like you know when you go, you know, overseas, it just it just seems more respect. Yeah, with you know American musicians overseas, I, I don't know why that is. And they respect the music too, more yeah, so not just yeah. the musicians, but they're really focused on the music and they yeah. really pay attention. Rather, you know, in the U.S., a lot of times it seems like it's just background yeah. music at this point. You play <laughs> yeah. and everyone is just still talking. Like, okay, so. everybody's back there in the back with their hands folded. You know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they actually focus and oh wow, that was cool. You know? Yeah. And then another band I'm involved with is Nate Benjamin. Um, that's my actually my brother. He's a singer-songwriter, okay. messianic worship leader. So we got a family, a family vibe going on. Definitely, it's great, great. definitely. I've been playing with him my whole life now, yeah. so that's nice to have. You know, I, I can usually tell where he's going. Yeah. I can follow him pretty well at this point, okay. so it's nice. And uh, he's into you know the modern, modern type of worship sound, which is great. He uses a lot of pads. He uses a lot of. He has you know his laptop set up yeah, and everything, yeah. and uh, MIDI keyboards yeah. and everything. So he's got he's got some cool some cool sounds and, and a good overall band that we've been working with okay. and we're playing tonight so okay. yeah should yeah. be good so that should be um, up as well yeah so we'll be definitely check that. that out you know now when you when you record um do you do you work with a click track what's your recording process like how do you go through your routine or how do you do you do pre-production pre work and then you go into the studio how, how does that work so it's pretty free. It's not, we don't, we don't have, we didn't do any demos. Yeah. We pretty much go in there because we already been playing the songs. Yeah. So once yeah. we got a song that's going pretty well, you know, yeah. and it's ready, well, we, we play with the click track. Nate's definitely big on the click track. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's just like, he wants the sound to be great. He wants it to be excellent. So he sees what are the biggest, you know, like Bethel, what, what's Hellsong doing? Mm -hmm. yeah, and then yeah. he kind of tries to go from there and send, so they're all using click tracks okay. and things like that. So we, we definitely play live with the click and we also record with the click. Yeah. Um, and then it's pretty much just, we have our sequence, we go through it, you know, obviously it's a different process playing live and then in recording. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we'll have, we'll know exactly what we're doing, yeah. you know, yeah. have the breakdown of it and then just go for it. It's pretty, not too, uh, not too strict. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking because sometimes it can be kind of, kind of hard you're listening to what's being played on stage as well as what's the click in your ear 
Yeah. You know, and, and plus you, you, whatever you're getting from the music in your ears, well, as well as the click. So you have to be, it's a good discipline. Absolutely. You got to be really disciplined to, to listen to the click and listen to what you're playing and focus at the same time, especially in that style of music. Yeah. Where you have a lot of different time signatures and a lot of different beats that you combine with. You know? Yeah. So, it's I mean, like you got to internalize the click. Yeah, yeah. You got to get it to a point where you just start to feel the click, and then you can. That's the best when you can kind of. You know it's there, but you're not fully. You're not thinking about it. Yeah, you're just right yeah, there playing, playing it, it yeah. and you're connecting. You know, with the Lord, and you're also yeah. connecting with the crowd and everything. Exactly. And it's just a great, great experience playing, playing worship. Like, when you do clicks, do you put both in your ear, or do you leave one out? Because I know like some drummers, or even just musicians in general. They want to hear the lifestyle, yeah. you know, rather than hearing everything in their ears. So in case somebody misses something, you know, um, I, I right to kind of stay, yeah, to stay present with what's going on yeah. with the live sound. You know what? That's a, I'll do that sometimes, but for the most part, I keep both ears in because yeah. I don't want to lose that click as yeah, much as I, yeah. as much as I say yeah. I want to internalize it. So a lot of times I do have to, you know, consciously be like, all right, I'm on the click. Yeah. All right, I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I usually keep both ears in, um, and also just, you know, drum, drums are very loud, yeah. too. So it kind of provides some, you know, some <laughs> coverage in my ears. Right yeah, yeah. What, so what kind of drum set do you have at home? I know this is not, this is not your kit specifically, yeah. but what kind of kit do you have at home? Yeah, we got the uh, Yamaha yeah, uh, this is the stage Yamaha with the stage recording. Yeah, yeah. Stage custom. Yeah, I got a Sonar uh, kit at home. Okay. The uh, Sonar Safari. So it's kind of like a cocktail kit. Yeah. Nice little small. I've been working on my jazz chops, so okay. it's a nice small 16-inch bass drum. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. just one rack tom, one floor tom. Yeah. And I got um, a brass snare drum, and that works really well for my klezmer sound. You know, we have a lot of brass instruments, trumpet and um, clarinet, and so it really is. So it really has a nice pop, a nice mm -hmm. sound to it. So I, I recently started using the brass, and I would definitely yeah. recommend it um, for you know those articulate styles. Yeah. Now, what kind of sticks do you use? I've been going through a, trying to figure out what's my, what my yeah. perfect stick is, yeah. but right now I'm using the Regal Tip 5As okay. and the extra long ones. Yeah, so yeah. I use the extra long ones if I'm playing like a stage, like a, a bigger room like this, yeah. and yeah. it kind of allows you to have a louder sound, sit yeah. back a little bit. You don't have to play as hard. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. yeah, so, but, and then if I'm not, you know, if I'm playing a smaller room, I may use just, um, just the normal Regal Tip 5 days right now, so. Okay, yeah. Now, how, how important is it to, do you, do you read music? Do you teach music? Uh, is it, or you just, you play by ear? How does that work? Do you chart out your notations as you're creating your beats? Sometimes, you know, if yeah. I'm, sometimes when I'm trying to, um, it's um, transcribing. Mm -hmm. I think transcribing is key. So yeah. if I'm learning a beat, and if, if I figure it out, I'll try to transcribe it as well. And that kind of builds another layer in my brain of mm -hmm. understanding and know, internalizing that beat. Mm -hmm. So it's so I definitely, I like to transcribe. I also like to play by feel. Yeah, Some yeah. things you just can't transcribe, yeah, you know? Yeah, you just have to just lay in the pocket. <laughs> exactly. Stay loose, yeah. loose in the left hand. Yeah. Something I try to remind myself is just let the sticks do the work for yeah. you. You know, yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to do all the work. Let the exactly. sticks rebound and everything. Yeah. So, so definitely. Um, so I think you know reading is. That's I do, I do my I do my fair share of reading. Yeah. I do my fair share like I was saying earlier with the snare drum. Started yeah. with the snare drum and Rudiments. learning the different rates. You know, sixteenth yeah. notes and eighth notes and quarter yeah. notes and knowing you know understanding how to also 
transition from one to another. Mm -hmm. If you're going to play a triplet fill, but go back to an eighth note groove, like yeah. having that be just feel good, having, yeah. having that go over the click well. Yeah. So that all that's practicing that stuff and understanding the values of the notes yeah. really helps me in providing that consistent sound that the band all wants. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what's your practice routine? Do you like stretch or do you do any type of workout? Do you eat before you play? You know, because yeah. I know these type of routines, some drummers, oh, I don't like to eat. I want to, you know, be, I eat after the gig and, right. you know, they may stretch or something. Yeah. You know, what's, what's your routine? So, so a few things there. So it's different if it's before a gig or if I'm just practicing. Yeah. So I totally understand the not eating thing before a gig <laughs> because yeah. I just, that's yeah. not what my focus is on. I, I'm usually just focused on, you know, mentally preparing for the gig or yeah. I just don't want to eat until after. I don't want to be heavy on stage. Yeah. I want to just yeah. be feeling good yeah. yeah practicing is a different story because i want to have all the energy i can i want to have the longest practice session like i am capable of so if i don't eat then my stomach starts to get hungry yeah. then it's harder for me to have a longer session yeah. yeah so i'll eat before and i do i do a few stretches um if i can remember i don't always remember but you know i think always like the wrist stretches like you know yeah. if you do this and bring your elbows up yeah. a little bit where you kind of bring it down like the reverse yeah. preacher is always good and then i'll do you know just some um before the kid i'll just do some back stretches too mm -hmm. like you know it's i found like you know you really want to have good use of your hips and your mm -hmm. legs and so to keep that pretty flexible mm -hmm. helps a lot and, and and sitting is probably the, the number one thing because i know for me when i first started i used to lean over and sit you know mm -hmm. and i kind of got into the habit now of just sitting straight up yes and i think a lot of drummers have that problem leaning over when they're playing mm -hmm. and i don't know if they feel like oh i get better but instead of sitting straight you yeah know, you have or had you had that problem yeah i would say out? so yeah. for me it was just i wasn't doing one thing or another it was just i would just sit and play yeah. i wasn't as mental as mentally aware of what i was how i was sitting how i was playing mm -hmm. but then you know more recently i would say actually maybe in the last two years i've thought more about all right like how important that right leg is like that's probably the most important the kick drum yeah probably the most yeah. important piece of the kit so it's like you really have to focus on that yeah. and and understand where how you can do that best how you can provide the best sound and most consistent sound for the longest period mm -hmm. especially with the klezmer music that i play you know we could do if we're playing a wedding we may do 30 minutes straight of a two beat at high bpms so you have to you have to you know sit well like yeah. sit back on your hips you really want to be playing you know from from your pelvis yeah. you don't want to be moving forward and having to pick up your yeah. leg every single time you kind of want to be sitting back and you kind of you know you're not forcing yourself to, to play it's, it's exactly. more like you want to have a feel good about it exactly yeah. i almost try to think also of my feet like i've been working on my feet a lot because i feel like my hands are overdeveloped compared to my feet and so it's like you know i start to think of my i start to think of my um ankle is almost like my wrist you know mm -hmm. you're trying to you know get the fluidity there and then you can also start to use the molar technique with your foot mm -hmm. you know you go one stroke down one stroke up mm -hmm. and you can start to build your speed and you start to, have to do less work mm -hmm. to get a double so you know that's really that's really important yeah. i think yeah. that's really important the the feet i can't stress that enough yeah, to get your feet and your legs yeah. to a point where it can at least be close to your hands i don't think yeah. they'll ever reach where my hands are at it's just yeah. different but to Kind of work on them the same way yeah it's definitely beneficial you know, i guess it, it varies from drum to drum because some drummers like me tall you know and some short and they need that 
you know, they don't want to be so cramped mm -hmm. when they play. It's good to, to, to stretch out and, and have yeah. some room to, to go around the kit, you know. So basically now, are you guys, is your band going to be recording? What's, what's the uh, future project coming up? Yeah, so we're hoping to get um, a Klezmer record out um, okay. before next year. So okay. we're, we've been, in, been talking about that, hopefully getting getting a record done. Um, you do like an EP or a full-length album? Or that, that one will probably be a full-length album. We have a lot of music that we can record, yeah. but we haven't recorded yet. So we've been really just strictly touring with Jewish Voice, um, okay. doing some local in the Jewish community, doing some of the Messianic congregations, weddings, things like that. But we don't have any, we have live music out, but we don't have like a professionally recorded yeah. album. Yeah. So we would like to get that done yeah, with the Klezmeranians. Yeah. And yeah. we actually may try to record here at Messiah College next year. So okay. they have a nice studio um, yeah. that they recently built here. So we're talking about maybe getting recording done yeah. here and kind of also doing a session with all the musicians that come in. You know, a lot of people come to this conference. You know, he, he interviewed Gabby from McKedham the other day. So it's like, you know, you get some of those musicians, you come together and you just go in there, like I was saying, not too strict. You just create, yep. record, and yeah. then that's how they did it back in the day. Yeah. Man. Like, you yeah. know, they just, you just get in there and, and make things happen. Yeah. And uh, so that, so definitely, definitely be on the lookout for the Klezmeranians. And then with Nate Benjamin, that's that's more up in the air right now. Okay. So he's he, we still you know we're playing tonight. We okay. we play worship a lot at yeah. our at Beth Yeshua. So that's more of a church. Yeah, exactly. But I could definitely see an album coming out. I I have a home studio, so you know when we just play, you know to get some of that recorded, mm -hmm. to get some of that just the more impromptu worship sessions because yeah. yeah. that's really powerful stuff yeah. when, when the spirit yeah. falls and and um, to get that. You know, recorded and out to people, I think would be effective. Yeah. And he does have two. He has an EP and an album out as well okay. already that came out a few years ago. So that's Nate Benjamin. Okay. Now, how how did you get from where were you a Christian all your life? How did that how did that all come about to where you you know came to the Lord and the Lord was just kind of just using you in the music? Um, how, what's your testimony? What, yeah. How did that come about? For sure. So I was born into a Messianic Jewish family. And I was, um, we also, we went to church and to synagogue growing up. So I got a really well-rounded um, experience with, with, you know, Christianity and Judaism. And then, you know, my dad was a Messianic rabbi too. So we, you know, it's really the coming together, you know, you keep your Jewishness, but you also believe that Jesus is the Messiah. You know, so a lot of, so, so that's kind of how, you know, I was brought up in that and then maybe at it. You know, I made the decision for myself. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe when I was in my, um, you know, probably before my teenage years, and then you go through your teenage years, and you're really just trying to figure. You know, you're trying to seek out the truth. Yeah. You know, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I would say, you know, you. I finally maybe came to the right. You know, I feel like the Lord has, has always been in my heart, and I accepted Yeshua. You know, when I was very young, mm -hmm. but I'm still to this day learning and growing in that. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. and just seeing His. His grace, okay. seeing his blessings in my life as making the, you know, making those right decisions, making the stand for the Lord and, and using the gifts that he's given me and the passions that he's given me for his glory. You just, I just see his work, him at work through that. Yeah, yeah. And it's really amazing to be a part of. Yeah. Even is. like last night we were playing and I'm playing with the Klezmer band, which isn't necessarily, I mean, it's worship to the Lord, but it's not like a worship song. It's not like the lyrics have any, are singing directly to the Lord. But I still feel up there and I'm at peace because I see everyone, you know, just all my, all the brethren coming together yeah, yeah. and just dancing together yeah. in unity. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like this is this is what he's using me for. Yeah. And it's not about you. It's, it's it's all about the Lord and, and worshiping Him. And when you look out there and you see people with their hands raised and everything singing the songs, you know, you're a part of that. You mm -hmm. know, and, and God's called you to that. Now, you know, so you never really had that typical testimony of drinking and drugs and alcohol, all that kind of stuff. And, and then the Lord just met you somewhere. You were yeah. pretty much raised in exactly in, in Messianic Jewish uh, family. Yeah, which is which is different too because you know you wait you wait for that big experience. You want to have that like what you were just saying, like where God comes and meets you and yeah. just totally like yeah. knocks you out. And I never had that. Yeah. I never had like a total like a chain. You know, I've, I've I've had you know I've strayed left and right. You know, but he he reels me back in. Somehow he teaches me. You know, yeah. he teaches you because of the consequences of your decisions or you know you have to deal with whatever you know choices you make mm -hmm. so so in that way i definitely see his hand at work but i didn't have you know like a total like life changing moment because i had such great role models you yeah, know like both yeah. my parents were just are strong yeah. believers and are very positive people and supportive too mm -hmm. so that was really nice to grow up in in a really really um solid family yeah. Especially at that age, because, you know, I think nowadays kids, they, they need that godly influence from parents or friends or, you know, siblings. And, and sometimes at that age, at 15, 16, you can go either way. You can go right. to the gang or whatever you think that's best for you. But it's good that, you know, you had that foundation at, a, at that age. Yeah. Because you know, unfortunately, in our society, well, pretty much <laughs> even since the biblical days, it's always been, you know, he or she, that person goes to, they just go astray, you know, and mm -hmm. even if they were raised in a Christian home or a Jewish home, they, like you said earlier, they have to find out for themselves, Yeah. you know, who, yeah. Um, who Jesus is or exactly. who is, you know, yeah. until, and just like when Jesus met Paul on the road to Damascus. You know, he was killing Christians, mm. you know. So, you know, when God meets you and he wants to use you like he's doing you in music, it is. It's, it's compared to playing anywhere else. It's nothing like it. Yeah, you know, I mean, definitely. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad I got a chance to, to meet you and we talked. Same here, and, Corey. You know, um, we're leaving tomorrow. And, um, you know, they're playing tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to be here tonight and... You know, um, just what can you share with kids that want to learn drums? Yeah. You know, um, not to not to give up. You know, what, exactly. what's your advice as far as just keep striving? Exactly, and that's exactly it. Kind of like what I said earlier. You know, it's a journey. It's a lifelong journey. Some days are better than others, and you're not gonna you're not gonna see your progress right away. It's it takes time for your muscle memory to to, to settle in. So if you're working on something new and you're not getting it, take a break. Come back 15 minutes later, come back an hour later, try it again, and you'll feel a little bit better. And you keep doing that consistently, and then it just becomes natural. A couple weeks later, you'll be doing that, you know, in your subconscious. And, um, to, yeah, to keep, to keep at it, to keep working hard. Um, what else? Was I going to say? And then also to work at slow beats per minute. That's something that helps a lot. If you're if you're trying to learn um, a groove or something that you hear on YouTube, you can slow that track down, you know, to 75 to 50 percent, and try to play along with it there first, or try to like I was saying, transcribe it, 
and then just work on that very slow and then speed it up gradually. And that's the discipline. And, it, and it's not easy because everyone likes to play fast. No one likes yeah, to play too yeah. slow. So, so, play all but it's, balance if you can. <laughs> yeah, and, ba and those are the hardest sometimes. Believe it or not, a lot of times people can't play a ballot. Yep. You know, because everybody's used to fast or whatever. But fast yeah, and loud. We play, all like playing fast and yeah, loud. Play slow and soft. Yeah. That's yeah. a different story. Yeah, that'll get you a lot of gigs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just lay in the pocket, you know. That being said, I'm gonna go work on my brushes. Uh, <laughs> I got some work to do as well, so I can't say I got that part figured out. Totally figured out, but now you play different genres of music. Yeah, and he's also a, a piano uh, player as well, and uh, he's gonna be learning guitar. So yeah, you know, so I've been a, a little bit of new journeys play. too. Yeah. yeah, guitar's been a new journey for me as well. So I, like I said earlier too, my parents started me with piano lessons. So and I did music theory lessons. So I I understand. I know how to read music. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting behind the drums one day and I just had this realization, like, I, I want to do other things too. I want to, you know, get out from behind the drums. Yeah. I think, you know, that's also a calling on my life as well, just with the upbringing I had and with my love for the different instruments. So, so yeah. yeah it's, good, it's, good to be, it's good to be versatile. Absolutely. You know, it's good to have that versatility. I, I wish I learned guitar, piano, you know, I started out playing the trumpet, but it's never too late, man. Yeah, yeah. Day by day, know. exactly. You see, day, every time you invest time in your instrument, whether you feel it or not, it's going someplace. And that's something I remind yeah. myself constantly, that it's like none of it goes to waste. No matter what you're practicing, yeah. you are getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good talking to you, Josh. You know, I'm glad we got a chance to meet and talk. And, you know, um, I don't know. This probably won't get on YouTube until a little months later. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, definitely get it out there and hopefully people can tune in to next year's Messiah's Conference and, definitely. you know, see you guys and get that album out, man. You definitely. Know, and hopefully things will go well with your band and touring. Yeah. You know, and recording and everything. And uh, the Lord's going to use that dude, to, to bless people. Thanks, Corey. You know? Appreciate that. Yeah. I'm excited for what the Lord yeah, has, Thanks man. for coming down, dude. Thanks, Appreciate brother. It. Yep. Good talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. All right. All right. Have a good one. You too. <clears throat> well, we've been listening to Josh, and um, he's uh, the drummer here for... Klezmeranians. Klezmeranians. All right. Nate Benjamin. Nate Benjamin. Okay. All right. And this is Power and Pounders, and uh, we're wrapping up here, and um, we got the drum kit in the bag. Everybody's kind of kind of gone and so um, I'm going back actually I'm going to North Carolina we visit some family and then I'll be back in California and um, we'll go from there so all right peace Shalom what do you think <laughs>